Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome, get paid for your pad, episode two hundred and sixty-one. Today, I have a very special guest on the show. He's built, together with his partner, he's built three villas, three five and six bedroom villas completely from the ground up in Palm Springs. And he's been very successful at renting these out. So I'm very excited to welcome to the show, David Crosta. Hey, thank you, Jasper. Very, very happy to be here. What's going on in Palm Springs? What's going on in Palm Springs? Well, we're heading into high season. The weather is uh, stunning. Uh, the summer is over, and uh, you know we are we're getting ready to uh, welcome some guests to Palms at Park. Nice, very nice. Palm Springs is a is a fairly Airbnb friendly region, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think for the entirety of Palm Springs history. Uh, it's been a town that has been built up around tourism and around welcoming visitors. So vacation rentals or Airbnbs um, have been around in Palm Springs since the very origin of the city. Um, you might know that Palm Springs was kind of kind of came into fame in the 1920s because it's two hours outside of LA. Uh, and uh, the contracts with actors back in that time were that they had to stay within two hours of whatever they were filming. So it became a celebrity hotspot because uh, of its of its location, uh, and it remains one today, and it still kind of has that, that glitz and glamour. So that's, that's why we love it here. Awesome. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that. So it's, yeah. the, furthest, it's the furthest from LA that the that the the stars could go, pretty much. Exactly. Exactly, and it's a world away in terms of uh, just being relaxing and having the stunning weather and uh, just jumping in the pool. Awesome. So let's talk about these incredible villas that you've built. And before we get into it, let me uh, name the, the website. Uh, it's palmsatpark.com, and then there's fivepalmsatstate.com, and five is a number. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this, I encourage you to have a look because these uh, these villas are, are absolutely stunning. And uh, David, uh, together with his partner Frank, have, have built this up completely from the ground, correct? So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to, to learn more about how you managed to do this. Oh, thanks, Jasper. Well, first of all, thanks for the compliment. We're really proud of the homes, and uh, it's you know it was a it was a wonderful project. Um, you know, just a little bit of background. My my partner Frank and I had renovated uh, many homes over the years uh, in Los Angeles, in New York, and but this was really our first development from the ground up and from scratch. And we chose uh, Palm Springs because we saw the opportunity to really elevate that vacation rental experience and bring together the best of a luxury hotel um, with all the advantages of a private estate, right? So fully walled and gated and with so much extra space. 
Um, so, you know, when we, when we designed and built Palms at Park, um, our key tenets were to have private bathrooms in every single bedroom, which we do in all 16 bedrooms across the three homes. Uh, every bedroom would have a door to the outside for that indoor-outdoor California living. Uh, and uh, the design aesthetic was mid-century inspired, but of course, very modern and, and new construction. So uh, really trying to kind of nod to the history of Palm Springs, but also give guests uh, the benefit of all the modern conveniences of a brand new home. Very cool. Can you walk us through, you know, the whole process of, you know, buying a piece of land and, and, and getting the permits and yeah. how do you go about building a villa? It just seems like a gigantic task. Yeah. Well, the first thing you do is buckle up uh, because it's a, it, it can be a bumpy road, uh, as is the case with any construction, whether you're renovating a kitchen or, or building from scratch. Um, in our case, you know, we had the opportunity to build from scratch because we purchased two lots from the Bob Hope Estate uh, right in central Palm Springs in a perfect mid-century neighborhood. So we kind of had that benefit of a neighborhood that had the mid-century modern architecture, the beautiful views and the perfect location, um, but we could design and build anything we wanted from scratch. Uh, so that was really cool and that was a big part of how we got started. Um, from there, you know, we worked with architectural consultants. Uh, my partner Frank did a lot of his own architectural design on the properties. Um, we drew up our plans, we talked to the city endless times and of course went through the entire permitting process. And then, you know, we built the first two villas, each of them having five bedrooms and six bathrooms and being right next to each other. Uh, we built them at the same time. So there was some economies of scale there. You know, when the pool folks came to dig one pool, they would dig two pools. <laughs> and that sort of worked for, uh, for every facet of the construction. So it was, uh, we, we got it done in about a year, a little less than a year, actually, uh, from start to finish, including all of the, you know, the finishes and landscaping and that sort of thing. Um, and then the third house was uh, something that we purchased subsequently and sort of followed the same process. And that one ended up with six bedrooms and, and seven bathrooms. And it's also contiguous right next door. Well, you managed to build this thing in less than a year. That sounds, that sounds like I, I would have guessed it would be like more like two or three years. Yeah, I know. I, you know, we, we were, well, it was her full-time job, first of all. So we were uh, out there cracking the whip, <laughs> for lack of a better term, and making sure that, you know, uh, everything was moving along as quickly as it possibly could. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely something uh, that we pushed for, but yeah, we got it done in a year. Did you see any, any setbacks, any challenges? Any, I'm sure like unexpected things happen and unforeseen cost and, uh, is it, did you get any of that? Yeah, you know, uh, there were, you know, there were a couple of things. Like one of the things that we, uh, uh, that we aim to do with all of the houses, and it's really a key differentiator um, between our homes and many of the other homes in the area, is that we wanted to orient the homes away from power lines. In Southern California, a lot of neighborhoods have power lines running right through the backyard. So you're looking at the beautiful mountain view but right through the middle of it, you've got wires and transformers, right? So uh, we didn't think that was acceptable. Um, and we basically oriented all three of these homes in a way that's quite different from how the rest of the homes in the neighborhood were. So some of the challenges that we experienced there was how do we kind of rethink home design and how do we, how do we sort of rethink uh, 
the way that we can fit this home within the parameters of the lot and, st and really maximize views, maximize sunshine and that sort of thing. So we had a couple of hiccups there, but we, we were able to work through them and stay mostly on track. Very cool. What, what would your advice be for people who are thinking about starting a project like, like yours? Well, um, you know, whether you're starting a project like ours or you're even just looking to invest in a vacation rental, um, the first thing that comes to mind for, for my partner and I would be to understand the regulatory environment uh, for the city that you are looking to purchase or build in. Um, one of the challenges that we had here in Palm Springs was working through a ballot measure uh, to effectively ban vacation rentals. And that really came as a surprise. Um, when we purchased in Palm Springs, uh, we, we spoke to the city very candidly about what we were looking to do and we were, we were encouraged to do that. But, you know, ultimately uh, things change and this is happening in cities uh, all over the U.S. The good news there is that we were able to... Uh, er, or that that ballot measure was defeated by a landslide, 70% uh, to 30%. So the people of Palm Springs uh, have spoken and uh, are very welcoming of, of sort of the vacation rental community as an, as an integral part of the hospitality ecosystem. But that could have gone the other way, and there are cities where that could potentially go the other way. So before making a, a big investment, um, I would say understand the regulatory environment today look at uh, whether there is a chance that that environment may change and really consult with um, some locals and, and some experts on that. Right, I think you're making a really good point to not just look at the current regulation, but also think about how this could change, right? Because politicians can always come up with, with new laws and new regulations. And so even though they are welcoming you to do whatever you wanna do at the, in the, at the present moment, you know, a couple of years later, things could, could change, right? And, and so, you know, I think uh, a location like Palm Springs, you know, like you said, it's, it's always been like a, a very touristic spot where yes. I guess a lot of people are economically dependent on, on visitors, right? And so it's much less likely that in, in that type of environment there could be very, uh, there'd be strict regulations. Sure, absolutely. So that's definitely something that's really important to keep in mind if you're if you're looking for a place to invest. Um, I actually I remember talking to a host from uh, Joshua Tree, and yeah. I, I always felt like if you know if I would if I were living in the U.S. and I would have some money to invest, I would I, I would always think Joshua Tree would be would be an interesting place you know, because there's I mean there's just so much space. There's you know I mean it's all it's all tourism there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not a Joshua Tree expert, but I, I do know from my own uh, travels, it's basically 40 minutes from the center of Palm Springs. So if you're leaving Palms at Park, you can just take local roads uh, and, and be right in the Joshua Tree National Park. And it's just absolutely gorgeous, wide open spaces. Um, so I do know that there's a good deal of kind of vacation rental opportunities uh, right around Joshua Tree for that fully kind of immersed in nature type uh, uh, stay, or you can stay in Palm Springs if you're looking for restaurants and nightlife and architecture and that sort of thing, and still access Joshua Tree. In fact, one of the, one of the things that folks um, don't often know about Palm Springs is that there is a lot of hiking that is very similar to that Joshua Tree feel right here in, in the city of Palm Springs. There's a, a, 
a, a, a reservation called Indian Canyons, which charges a modest fee. But once you're inside of it, it's a completely preserved natural environment. And we call it sort of Joshua Tree Light. But the nice thing is uh, when you leave w one of our homes, you know, it's five minutes away. <laughs> so we have real Joshua Tree and we have many Joshua Tree as well. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I remember from my visit, there's a couple of things I remember. I definitely remember walking around the desert and, and being surrounded by all sorts of different cacti. Yeah. 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 It's, it's otherworldly. And even, you know, the difference um, in the, in, in the plants and landscaping and natural and artificial uh, between even just LA and, and the desert uh, in Palm Springs is pretty stark. And I think that's why it's such an escape, at least for me. Very cool. Let's talk about uh, the reasons for your success. Cause you know, you're, it, it looks like you're doing pretty well. Well, with your uh, with your properties, um, and so I I would love to learn a little bit more about you know what's what's behind the success. What do you think are the most important factors that have oh. made you guys so successful? Sure, um, I think like the, the two that that immediately come to mind are are a strong focus on guest experience and uh, utilization of of technology. Um, I come from a, a tech background in my in my previous life, so. Um, we'll get to that one second. In terms of guest experience, you know, by building properties from scratch, we are able to control so many uh, facets of the guest experience that may not be controllable in another rental environment, uh, for example, an older home. So we have, you know, things that you can see, like 40-foot pools, but we're also able, we also, there are also things that you can't see, like brand new insulation for sound and for comfort uh, in every single wall of every single home, etc. So starting the guest experience um, from the actual structure has been a, a great benefit to us. And, and that sort of thing has been reflected in uh, the feedback that we've gotten from guests. And then we have an incredible team uh, on the ground here in Palm Springs. We're small, so it's a very small team. But I think um, one of the pieces of feedback that we consistently receive is that the homes are pristine. Uh, and I think that's, yes, because they're new and new things feel clean. But I think it's mostly because we have an in, in, incredible cleaning team uh, that does a great job of making sure that, you know, Sue, we are we are uh, at the level that our guests expect in, turn of, in terms of cleanliness. Um, we stock the houses with supplies and we stock the houses with uh, even things like spices and just so that, you know, it's really turnkey. You can come in for a four-day weekend from Los Angeles, uh, San Diego, San Francisco, or anywhere abroad. Um, and it's, you can really, it's really a turnkey experience where you don't have to worry about you know, taking care of all of the little details yourself. Um, we've also got a, a concierge uh, that our guests actually meet in person at the property. Shows uh, His name is Vince. He shows all of our guests exactly how everything works. So, you know, you can read a book about, you know, how to work a house, but at the same time, having someone say, hey, here's how to turn on the fountains in the pool, and here's how to turn on the spa when you need it, and here's how to change the colors of the pool lights at night. Um, it's just kind of helpful because in that quick check-in, you get the overview, and then you can really enjoy every detail of the house uh, for the entire stay. So guest experience, kind of number one. Um, but, you know, I think before, before a guest is a guest, right, when they're just a prospect, Technology is um, a big part of, of what we try uh, to be good at. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're, we, we've spoken about this a little bit in the past, uh, Jasper. I think, 
You know, there are a lot of disparate pieces today in the vacation rental technology landscape um, that you can sort of put together to build a solution. Um, so there's a number of different property management systems out there uh, of, of which we use one. There's a number of different channel managers out there, which we use another one of those. There's pricing tools, which, which we use. So we've tried to kind of piece these things together um, to create a, an instant booking environment, an automated communication environment, but also one where guests feel like they are able to communicate directly with us with real humans uh, immediately, kind of 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so, you know, I, I think some of the effects of having that uh, backbone technologically are being able to have uh, advanced kind of web experience where you can see every single house and what's available into perpetuity, what the rates are, and book instantly online without any service fees. You don't have to do that through an OTA like Airbnb or VRBO. But at the same time, we're pushing all of that data and all those rates to all of the OTAs, and, and we have great relationships with, with those partners. Um, and then in terms of guests having all the info they need before their stay, we've got detailed guidebooks. We've, um, you know, we send them a, a number of, auto, of automated and non-automated communications. So I think tech is sort of the second piece that um, has really helped, helped launch our business as well. That's interesting that you mentioned the, the, the guest experience and, and the, you know, the team, um, because I, I just stumbled across this, uh, um, What's it called? It's a it's it's a blog post, but it's a what do you call these these bit long visuals? I can't remember now. You know these long visuals. It's a let me see what are they called? I'll, I'll just get this out. But <laughs> I'm just curious, like, what, like a virtual walkthrough. Is that what you're talking about? Infographic. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So let's try let's try that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's interesting that you mentioned uh, guest experience and you mentioned the cleaning team as well because uh, I stumbled across an infographic actually today. It, it was actually emailed to me by, uh, by Jesse van Dijk. He sounds like a Dutch name, um, but uh, I think he's probably Australian because uh, he works for uh, Made Comfy, which is a, it's a it's a property management company in Australia, and they created a really cool infographic, so I wanted to mention it anyway. But now that you mentioned guest experience and, and, and cleaning team, um, what this company has done, they have gone through 1,300 reviews uh, of the properties that they manage, and they've looked mm -hmm. at you know, what, are, what are Airbnb guests really looking for? You know, what yeah. are the things that they mention most in the reviews? Oh, cool. And some interesting data came out of that. And so let me just quickly go through it. Uh, the top priorities for guests. Number one, a clean property. It's 50%, I guess 51% of, of reviews mentioned something about, about the property being clean. Um, and then this number two was uh, guest communication, uh, 34%. And only 15%, that's number three, interior design and property features. And that kind of tells me that you know, you can have all the amazing design and, and, and you know, amenities and you, your property can look absolutely fantastic. But in the end of the day, people are staying at an Airbnb because they, they want to have a different experience, right? And, you know, the communication, I, I've always thought the communication is, is half the battle won, you know? Um, 
like you can by communicating well before your guest the guests arrive you you know you you can win half the battle with that and um and then of course you know the cleansiness is is something that uh that is is absolutely essential right um i mean the 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 funny uh, example that uh, I think I mentioned quite a few times in this podcast this is the one one hair in in a bed can completely ruin the entire experience, right? So, Absolutely. So I think you're spot on with with what you're saying. Um, some other interesting uh, things that I saw in this infographic, by the way, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, and I'll probably send out a, a link uh, in in an email to the email list. Um, if you if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, go to getpatriotpad.com and you can put in your email and then you get to read all, a lot of emails from me. Um, but I don't send too many. So yeah, I'm not going to spam you. But, um, but in any case, so here's a, another interesting thing. Um, the location is obviously a very important uh, priority for guests as well. Uh, but what does a good location really mean? And so... Close to the beach comes out first at 38%, and then uh, 30% mentioned close to pubs, cafe, restaurants, 20%, 21% mentions public transportation options, and then 11% parks and nature. So that kind of gives you an idea of what's important um, when it comes to location. And then the last thing I want to mention is what are the top property features? Now, if you were to ask me that, I would have probably set something like you know a swimming pool and a balcony etc um, but actually the number one is parking space available close to or inside the property at 56 percent and then number two is balcony or garden at 32 and nine percent gym and spa and only three percent mentioned swimming pools so i don't know maybe those swimming pools aren't as important as we think <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I think that's really interesting. I mean, I think one of the things whenever I look at uh, sort of aggregated statistics is, is you know, what type of properties and what type of uh, locales go into the stats that kind of make up the infographic, right? So, you know, to give an example, um, reviews, when you're reading reviews of, let's say, hotels on TripAdvisor, it's always nice to kind of slice those reviews uh, by the facets of the traveler. So you're, if you're a couple traveling, if you're a family traveling, to sort of see, you know, kind of what, you know, what, which are the reviews that are actually going to matter to me and the aggregates as well. When I hear about parking space available, well, that's obviously a city facet that's important, right? I mean, in Palm Springs, we do not have a problem with parking. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. It would be cool to see a version of that um, that's sliced for a resort destination like a Palm Springs. That would be really interesting. Yeah. But you know what I like about this uh, infographic is that I think it's a really good idea. If you, if you have a yeah. property management business or, or even for you guys, you, know, you, you probably have uh, quite, a, quite a lot of reviews um, to just you know, hire, hire like a, a data analyst or something and, and just aggregate all the reviews and, and see what, what comes up most, right? It's, it's absolutely right inform, interesting information. But Very you're cool. absolutely right. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're in a, in a, in a ski resort or something, you're managing property there, there then a swimming pool will probably be, uh, you know, at the very bottom of the, of the list of, uh, of, of features that people want to see, right? <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. How, how do you see the importance of having your own independent website with your own booking system? Because I know 
you have uh, several websites, the websites you just mentioned. Um, how, how, do you how important is that, do you think? I mean, to me, it's critical. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. In today's environment, uh, the OTAs uh, are charging guests a service fee. And that is, uh, some guests find value in that and other guests don't. So for the second group, we want to make sure that there's a booking path where the rates are exactly the same, uh, but there is not a service fee, right? So many of our guests kind of find that uh, to be valuable to, to book direct. Um, and I also think that, you know, over time, you, at least we have started to, to build a, uh, a group that kind of comes back to the properties on a regular basis. So again, you know, we don't want to put all of our eggs in any particular basket um, with a particular kind of third party. We partner with them, but we don't want to be reliant on them. And the only way to not be reliant uh, for our business is to have our own websites, uh, our own booking engines behind them, and to be able to have a direct relationship with guests. Because at the end of the day, it's really hosts and guests that, that have uh, the biggest piece of the, the relationship when it comes to vacation rentals. So I, I think it's critical. Um, and there's a lot of lightweight ways to do it. Um, there are a lot of, there are some firms out there that just enable you to, to uh, have a booking widget on your website and accept payments uh, via, for example, Stripe. Um, I've seen that uh, quite a bit. And that's, this is not a heavy lift type of implementation. This would be sign up for a service, uh, you know, connect Stripe to your bank account, and then plug this widget into your website. Um, if you don't have a website, you know, there's a lot of great website tools out there. Squarespace is one of them that kind of are templated to an extent, but and they don't require coding. Uh, but if you can code, you can uh, extend them. And if you can design, you can change the templates. So I think that the there's sort of, by, again, by piecing together um, a lot of the technological components that exist, uh, in the space today, you can you can get a direct booking um, uh, solution up and running pretty quickly. Right, and you know, there's like you said, there's uh, there's definitely some advantages. Especially, I feel like it's getting it's becoming more important uh, than a few years ago um, to have your own independent website now, um, given the developments where you know platforms like like Airbnb. Are very much focused on you know improving the user experience and yeah. not so much focused on making our job as a host easier or you know making our life easier. Yeah. Um, and also, what I've seen um, in recent times is it seems like there, you know, a lot of people um, you know just get their accounts deactivated, you know, and and for 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 no reason overall. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but for no apparent reason sometimes. Um, yeah, I've seen kind of a lot, a lot of these in in recent years, and and that's also an issue, especially if you're running a business like obviously you, with with three villas and and, and sixteen, fifteen bedrooms. That's a business, right? That's yeah. a big, that's a substantial business, right? And so you know you don't want to be dependent on on one platform being able to shut down your entire business, essentially. Um, so yeah, some some good points. All right, uh, David, thanks so much for coming on. And let me mention your websites one more time because they are so cool, the vidas. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, Jasper, thanks so much for having me on today. Um, 
you know, if anyone that's listening is interested in learning more about our properties, we'd be happy to communicate directly. Uh, but you could also take a look at our websites, which, as you said, are palms at park.com. So it's three words, palms, uh, plural, atpark.com, and five palms estate. Com. And again, you know, these are three brand new houses that are side by side uh, with a total of 16 bedrooms and 19 bathrooms if you were to uh, 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 add them all up together. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, it's been, in terms of our guests, the things that we specialize in are family reunions, um, large groups coming together um, that all want to stay in the same place, uh, corporate retreats. Um, and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, we would, we would certainly love to, to host or speak with anyone, any of your listeners or to answer any questions that they may have. If I make it to Paul Strings, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Hey, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, for the listeners, thanks for listening. And of course, uh, next Wednesday, there'll be another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. Yeah.